The Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet 100 and get 100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. And welcome in to the Fantasy Hockey Podcast presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me as always is my brother, Nick Olzak. How are we doing, sir? Doing good, doing good. Glad to be back on the show. I know last week we were supposed to record Tuesday, ended up uh, taking the night off. I went to the Hawks game that night, watching it get a win up against the Sabres. Doesn't happen too often where they pull one out like that. It was a really uh, good game. Seth Jones scored like a minute left and won in overtime. And then, we, yeah, we couldn't just get one out that week. But, uh, yeah, everything's been good. Got a win in fantasy last week. Kind of, the team I played was pretty checked out, so I really didn't have to do too much. And, uh, yeah, no hockey over the weekend, but I made a visit to Baltimore, spend some uh, time with yours truly over here, and – yeah, I had a fun little in and out trip for the weekend, and now uh, back to the business of hockey on the ice and fantasy hockey off the ice. Yeah, I was not a fan of that game uh, that you that you had gone to. I was funny because mm-hmm. I was, you know, hey, you know, what time were you working tonight? Like, oh, I'm going to the Hawks game. Like, oh, great, I've got Buffalo money line. That should be fun. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, uh, yeah, Seth Jones and company. No, I, I believe there was no Patrick Kane in that game. No, he uh, played, th- but he just didn't do a thing. Okay, he was terrible. I, <laughs> I know they were getting some random wins when he wasn't in the lineup. I was thinking mm-hmm. that may have been one of them. But, yeah, it was nice to have you here over the weekend. Got got to catch, uh, you know, some of my guys in a game. That was nice. Um, you know, always good to have you out here, you know. Mm-hmm. Placing some bets together, watching some hokey pokey, some good stuff. And uh, we've got a lot to catch up with as well uh, from action from last week over the weekend. We're going to be going over some streaming waiver wire plays, low percentage waiver wire players uh, that are performing well right now. Uh, some will be buying, some we will be probably passing on, but let's get into it and uh, dive in into the conversation of some hot waiver wire players on fantasy hockey. First up, Nick, I've got Victor Olofsson of the Buffalo Sabres. I cashed in on his goal last night up against Dallas. Wasn't too happy about it because I had Dallas money line. Ouch. Olofsson quietly has 10 points in his last 10 games, nine goals, and one assist in his last 10. And he's scored goals in four straight games here. This is about as hot as hot gets. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more there. He's got goals in four straight here. He's been on a really good run with the Sabres. Surprisingly enough, he is down to the third line right now with Tyson Jones and Casey Middlestat. But I think that'll probably change. I think Probably Jack Quinn will move down to the third line. I think they're just trying to get him some looks with Cousins and JJP. But, yeah, he's been really good. He's on the point for the second power play. So when they get out there, he's getting shots. Last uh, three games in a row, he's had at least three shots on goal. A lot to like about him. I like the ice time for a streaming option. You know, riding around 16, 15 minutes a game. One night, uh, he almost finished with 18 minutes. And, yeah, a lot to like here. 22 goals, six assists on the season. Buffalo's been kind of a wagon at times this year. They're kind of on and off. And so when uh, they're on, it seems like he's been on. Because, yeah, in these games where uh, they're winning, like down the stretch here, he's been producing. And so lots to look forward to for the Buffalo Sabres, who I hopefully will have them see in the playoffs. And lots to look forward to for uh, Victor Olofsson as well. 
Yeah, there's really no red flags for me here. He's 26% rostered. That's plus 16% in the last day. So obviously the pickups are getting a little bit hotter on him right now. I was very surprised to see he was down in the third line. My guess was, I was like, oh, you know, I'm looking into him. I'm figuring like, oh, we probably got, you know, moved up to maybe play with uh, like Tage Thompson or something like that. No, he's he's getting it done with, uh, was it Tyson Yost and Casey Middlestat on the third line. So I don't know. I don't. I feel like they're going to just keep that group together the way Olafson's playing because obviously something's working here. You know, mm-hmm. I mentioned the the goals in four straight games, but he only has one game in his last seven where he hasn't recorded a goal. So right. there's a, you know there was one game in there where he had you know no goals, no assists. That was a four one loss on the 16th, uh, Nick's birthday actually, uh, to the Florida Panthers. Uh, but the two games before that, he had three points and he had two goals in back-to-back games. So I'm interested to see what he uh, he does this evening. They're taking on the Blues today on the road. Then they've got Winnipeg and Minnesota. Those three games I feel like are very good matchups. You know, on the 1st of February, he's got a matchup up against Carolina. Obviously not so favorable, but, you know, the Buffalo Sabres, they're a weird team. They have, uh, you know, always surprising offense. I know you and I were watching a game the other night. And I think it was their fourth line center that scored a couple of goals. Was it Krebs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Krebs. Yeah, he buried two of them, and he had a nice yeah. one off a toe drag too. And I know he was just like a bottom six guy, but like it seems like they're getting you know some production here throughout the lineup. So yeah, I think Victor Olsen's a, a great add. Now keep in mind he's he's still you know a minus seven on the season. You know he's he's still playing on the Buffalo Sabers, who are going to have their highs and lows. So I think this is a you know, I think you'll agree this is a safe ad for now, but you know, I don't mm-hmm. think either of us are saying he's a lock stock keep for the rest of the season. Yeah, I couldn't agree more there. Uh, I don't think he'll be someone that's yeah, like a lock stock guy for the rest of the year. I think he's someone you just kind of ride out the hot hand and then uh, go from there. Cause yeah, we yeah. see a lot of those guys throughout the year and I think he's just one of them. And yeah, when he's hot, he's hot. And as of late, the plus minus hasn't been that bad. I know back towards like the 12th, 14th, he was a minus and a, a lot of games, but the last three games, he's been a plus player, so mm-hmm. nothing to hate there. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's move over to uh, the Boston Bruins. We've got three player candidates from the Bruins. Uh, first two, we're going to cover our line mates. We've got David Krejci and Pavel Zaka. Let's start with Mr. Krejci, who has one goal and eight assists in his last 10 games. And wow, through his last 10 games, he is also a plus 14. A lot of really good production there. Uh, what are we thinking about uh, David Krejci right now? You know, I really like both Krejci and Zaka, but kind of staying with Krejci, I really like this line he's on with Zaka and Pasternak. And you were mentioning his assist. He's moved, dishing the puck to guys like Zaka and Pasternak, and he's really getting it done. And this Boston Bruins team is not a team that you want to mess with this year. They've been, they're really deep as a whole, like Taylor Hall's on their third line. Like that's just yeah. showing how deep they are this year. And yeah. Krejci coming back to the league this year, earning a role on that second line, has done a really good job with it. And, uh, yeah, I'm not sure personally if I would be ready to uh, pull the plug yet. I'd like to see a couple more games uh, where he can produce at a high rate. I like uh, the matchups coming up. Despite being on the road, they've got Tampa, Montreal, Florida, Carolina, Toronto. I think all of those are winnable games for the Bruins, especially – for the run they've been on. So yeah, I uh I like David Krejci right now as a streaming option, but not a long-term ad yet for me. 
Yeah, he's 34% rostered, plus 5% in the last day. You know, I mentioned, you know, through the last 10 games, he's a plus 14. Well, something must have changed because he's only a plus 16 on the season. You know, the downside with Krejci is is that he's a facilitator. He's a great two-way player. He's not going to put the puck on net too often. He's not a, a pure goal scorer. So, you know, if that's something that you need, a little bit of a safer floor, night in or night out, I do think he's a decent option. But because he lacks some of that scoring upside, it's kind of more of a pass for me. I would more likely, um, and I'm not saying I would be more interested in keeping Pavel Zaka longer, but right now I'd be interested in grabbing him just because of his roster utility. You know, he's a center, left winger, and right winger, and I feel like the two, they're pretty even in what they do. You know, if you look at their body of work this season, Krejci's got 11 goals, 26 assists. Pavel Zaka, eight goals, 22 assists, but he's been bouncing around the lineup a lot more. You know, Pavel Zaka is a plus 14, but re- more so mm-hmm. recently in his last four games, he has three goals. Uh, two of them came in one game, but, you know, he's still been pretty reliable. And they both play on the same line with David Pasternak. Like, I'm interested to see how long that's going to flow. Like you had mentioned, Taylor Hall mm-hmm. being on the third line. It feels kind of like an accountability situation, you know, like, Hey, you know, you're going to be in charge of holding down the, the second mm-hmm. line, Mr. Pasta, Taylor mm-hmm. Hall, you're going to take the third and the two old men are going to, you know, hold the guard up front on line one with Marshawn and uh, Patrice Bergeron. So I, I, I kind of like how they have it set up and I'm interested to see if Zaka and Krejci can benefit from this. But, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm getting a little bit of uh, everything from this uh, from both players. I'll take Zaka, who's a center, left winger, and right winger, right winger, excuse me. And, you know, I'm going to be able to probably, you know, throw him into the lineup a little bit more often. Cause, like, if you look at my teams, like, I have guys in my, my, my center position, like Rupe Hints, Leon Dreisaitl, uh Nico Heesher. Like, there's no night where, you know, I have Krejci on the bench where I'm going to start him over those guys, right? But, there could be a night where I could uh, sneak in Zaka into a left wing or right wing if I can't find better options, you know, if, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. All right. Next up, we've got uh, Matt Grizzlick. It's only 10% rostered. I got a fun stat on him for Mr. 10% rostered. It's kind of crazy. What are your thoughts on adding him? I, I mean, to me, it's an absolute home run. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. He's playing on the top D pair with Matt Grizzlick. And as all, <laughs> I saw this thing the other no, day. No, it is Matt too. Grizzlick, not. Matt Grizzlick's or, playing on the top line with... Uh, oh, sorry, Mac yeah, with McAvoy. Yeah, 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 sorry about that. But, um, no, he's been really good, and I actually saw this thing the other day talking about how the Bruins have been so good, and one of the things that was pointed out is Jim Montgomery, their new coach, is allowing their uh, defensemen to get in the play more offensively. You see guys mm-hmm. like Clifton, Grizzlick, McAvoy, they're taking the puck into the zone more and creating more offensive chances. And we're seeing that out of uh, Matt Grizzlick down this last stretch here. Points in uh, four out of his last five games. He's looked really solid, especially playing with Charlie McAvoy. That has a lot of value to him. Only three goals on the year, but a plus 27, Justin. Can you imagine how much of a beauty he is in category leagues? That's like, what. That's the the fun fact I was getting, getting mm-hmm. to here was Matt Grizzlick ranks number four in plus minus in the entire NHL. Mm-hmm. Number four, and he's ten percent rostered. That's a bit. That's a bit excessive. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's not having a Vince Dunn level season. Vince Dunn has nine goals, twenty five assists, and is a plus twenty six. Like you yeah. know, he's almost got like a point per. Well, he has over <laughs> a point per his plus minus. Matt Grizzlick, he's just hanging out. I mean, he's playing much less ice time than the rest of the guys. Like 
in this conversation for top plus minus candidates. Guys like, you know, like Hampus Lindholm, one of his teammates, leads the league. Ryan Graves, mm-hmm. who I think is also on this sheet, is second in the league. Uh, Adam Larson's at third, and then Grizzlick is at 27. And Grizzlick of that top four plays the least amount of minutes. So I thought it was really interesting. He's turning up offensively right now. So, I mean, like I said, it's, it's a home run pickup for me. Five points in his last five games, two goals and six assists in his last 10, and he's a plus 13 in his last mm-hmm. 10. So it's it's not like he's been sitting in this area. Like, you really need to be paying attention to this kind of, like, surge that he's had. Otherwise, you know, you wouldn't realize it based off his roster ship. You look at a guy like this and you see like, oh, well, you know, oh, sure. Yeah, he's got a couple of assists and he's got a couple of goals, you know, through his last 10 games. But, you know, I I think that plus minus really speaks to the body of work, you know, on this run and just where he's been this season. Uh, For Mm -hmm. reference in this last 10 games, the Bruins, they're eight and two. I don't know if I expect them to hit every one of those games. Uh, for a win I love them tonight of course up against Montreal that should be a smash home run but you know I I think the Tampa game is going to be close I think the Carolina game is going to be close and I think I'm not sure if it's the end of the road trip I definitely know it's the the back end of it Toronto Mm -hmm. on the first of February after you know already four straight road games like I gotta imagine you know the the running and rampant is gonna you know be taking its toll because Mm -hmm. they're literally in Montreal tonight then they're flying down to Tampa Coming back up to Sunrise, Florida, which is not that far from Tampa, but, you know, you're not going to fly. You're going to bus over there, right? And that's the next day. Or, I'm sorry, that's uh, two days later. And then from Sunrise, the very next day, they go to Carolina. And then they go back up to Toronto again, you know? So, it's kind of a circus, their their little road trip here that they're going to have. I would like – I'd like to see them probably win three out of these next five. But Mm -hmm. even with that coming into consideration, again, like, Grizzlick's just been on it. So I, I see no reason uh, to pass him up. Um, I will also shout out Connor Clifton. He's been playing, you know, just as well, especially like in the plus minus category, but hasn't really been hitting off uh, on offense recently. You know, might, might, might be a, a pivot move if uh, someone in your league, you know, is really sharp and on gr- Grizzly first. Mm-hmm. Uh, next guy up we have here, uh, Adam Henrique. Definitely not a popular name on the waiver wire discussions week in and week out, but He's scoring recently. He's playing on line one with Mason McTavish and Troy Terry. He has nine points in his last nine games. Not sure that when the last time I could have said that. Five goals and four assists. What do you think about Adam Henrique? Yeah, definitely a good ad for sure, but not a long-term guy at all. Anaheim simply just doesn't score enough goals. They don't have enough offense going consistently. If they were one of those teams like Boston or I don't know, like a New Jersey the score that can, you know, constantly score like three, four goals a night. Yeah, I would think Adam Henrique would be a good fit if he was on one of those teams. But Anaheim, you just look down the stretch, they can barely break uh, three goals. Um, they've had a couple games here now where they had a 5-3 win over the Columbus Blue Jackets and a 6-3 loss to the Sabres. But um, outside of that, yeah, they don't really have many games down this stretch where they're scoring more than two goals usually you have one two goals each of these games and so that's the real downside with uh henrique but as a temporary option i think he's really good i like these games coming up here um arizona on the road i think that's a doable game for them colorado that'll be a harder game but then you uh fit in an, an arizona at home and then a chicago on the road and so some matchups that i think could be favorable for him but yeah, down the stretch, not someone I plan on hanging on to uh, for sure, just because of the lack of offense that uh, Anaheim brings to the table. 
Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll definitely keep a hat on the door for this one. He's a one night stand for me. Like, you know, if if you can plug him into your lineup once and then dump him, and hopefully you get something good out of it, cool. Uh, but like, I I could not see myself like today. If you would have added him for the Arizona game, awesome, great. That's that's a good pickup. But then you got to drop him because he's going to play Colorado mm-hmm. next. And then if you want to go ahead and pick him up for the Arizona game, cool, that's fine. But then you got to drop him. Because they're playing Dallas after that, I'm not running. Right. I'm not running him up against Jake Ottinger or Mackenzie uh, Blackwood. No thanks. Uh, but then, hey, again, Chicago. Yeah, you can pick him up for for a game. You see where I'm going with this here. Yeah, right. You you can add him for you know a one night stint, but that's that's going to be about it. Uh, I would love if Adam Henry went back to the Devils. That would be uh, imagine. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be that would be beautiful. That would I, yeah. I'd be very excited about said move. Probably not going to happen. I'm I'm still hoping they make a move for Patrick Kane. All right, next up we got uh, Evan Rodriguez of the Colorado Avalanche. I mean, we've kind of brought him up now. I think in in couple of uh, shows, maybe even back to back, because I know that we took off last week. But buddy's getting it done. Like I I really can't be that upset. And I'm not sure if you saw Nick, but he's been promoted to the first line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's really running him up over there in Colorado. He was a real. Uh fan of the show last year i know we talked a lot about him when he was on pittsburgh he was either really hot or really cold but right now coming off an injury he's been really hot um i think his last game yeah was his first game where he didn't have a point and before that points in what one two three four uh yeah four five six seven yeah i missed one there but uh five of his last seven games he's had points he's been buzzing and yeah he's not in the power play right or yeah he's on the second power play sorry with uh comfort and new hook yeah, that promotion with McKinnon and Lekkinen is definitely huge. However, I think that's one of those situations that could change really quick because Colorado's a team. They're still fight, clawing for points. I don't think anyone would say it, but they're still fighting to get in a playoff spot right now. We thought they'd be sitting way more comfortably in the standings, but yeah, they're fighting to get in there. They've been on a good run so far, and so I will be uh, curious to see what happens with him. But yeah, for uh, this next stretch here i really like him but again another guy not sure about long term i'd like to see him stay on this line one a little bit longer but yeah coming up you got washington at home anaheim at home st louis and home and then you hit the road for uh, pittsburgh and tampa and one other thing about him too is he's got that center left wing right wing designation there's only a handful of guys is on yahoo left. i think that's new I'm not sure. I think I think he was only left wing and right wing. I don't know how that happened because JT Comfer is the same thing. And I know that we've had JT Comfer on this list before because mm-hmm. of the the minutes. Actually, I think that's what it was. Is we had both of them on here, Evan Rodriguez and JT Comfer on our last one. And we said, oh, well, yeah, with JT Comfer, though, you get the center left wing and right wing. So I think mm-hmm. that's kind of like a newer thing. So he's just he's just gaining ground on the Yahoo platform mm-hmm. right now. He's just killing it. And what's weird on the Yahoo platform is his uh, roster percentage is minus 6% in the last day. I guess people don't like that he can't get a point every night. I and guess people so, don't like that he was promoted to line one. Yeah, I don't I don't understand that. I feel like his ownership should be up right now because they should just see, hey, you know, he's getting up to line one. He's going to get more ice yeah. time. Like, you look at these games More here, ice time. Like, look at him. Yeah, he's playing a ton. Yeah, he's get like, his, his uh, cap here, he played 25 minutes in one game against Chicago, but yeah, he's been getting close to 20 minutes a game. and They lost uh, Chicago not... that game. I also lost money on that game. That was garbage. Mm-hmm. I think that was uh, 
I think Fran Sos was starting. It was like his first game back from injury, letting in a couple softies. Whatever. Fucking triple-A Blackhawk team losing to is ridiculous. Yeah. Better not, uh, they better not win tonight. I got Canucks money line, hoping for uh, some good luck in Talk's debut tonight. And whose debut? Rick Tockett, new head coach. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, we'll see. You know, the boys are buzzing for the new HC. I yeah, doubt TNT it. TNT alum. <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah, like I said, I've, and I've said this before, like Rodriguez, I'm not a fan of him. Not a big Evan Rodriguez guy. But I got to give credit where credit is due, when it is due. And right now, Buddy's still buzzing. So, yeah, go pick him up, 34% rostered. Ownership is down 6% in the last day. So it should be readily available. Uh, this next guy, also a pretty regular name on this sheet. I don't know how people are missing the memo here. You know, he's not top five in the league or top 10 in the league in plus minus, but he's pretty good. And that's our boy Brady Shea of the Carolina Hurricanes, who's still sitting in less than 40%. He's at 38% rostered right now on the Yahoo platform, still playing a ton of minutes, still filling out the stat sheet, four goals, three assists in his last eight games, is a plus four in that in that spread. He's a plus 17 on the season. Like, I I don't know why this guy is always available on waivers. Like, why do people not like Brady Shea? So, I had him for a while personally. I held him for about two or three weeks. Really liked him. But for me personally, what it came down to is I ran into the combination of Vic, Vince Dunn and Adam Larson. And mm-hmm. someone had to go, and it was unfortunately Brady Shea. Okay, well, that's just having really good defense, yeah. Mm-hmm. They were on the waiver wire. I think Dunn at the time was only like, 54% roster and Larson was like 32. So I just had to uh, take the better guys over Brady Shea, but nothing against him though. Really good uh, numbers here down the stretch sitting on the second D pair with Brett Pesci um, second power play unit with Pesci as well. And there's a lot to like about them. This guy not going to hurt you at all. He hasn't been a negative throughout this whole stretch here that we're looking at from the elites from December 30th. Get the puck on that, get some blocks here and there. Um, but yeah, I would I like his numbers. Definitely some consistency for sure. Had a couple of games in here where didn't get a lot going, but nonetheless, overall down the stretch, he's been real consistent, gets a lot going, but getting the puck in the back of the net lately. Plus 17 on the year, playing on a wagon in Carolina. So nothing to hate here. Yeah, I have I've kept him on my category team just because he, there's always a little bit of spark of offense. There's always the plus minus going my way, and he gets a decent uh, amount of shots on net. So mm-hmm. just a, a guy with a very safe floor, in my opinion. So I'm, I'm well in hand to uh, continue to ride him out. Um, man, got to vent some frustration here. I'm losing my mind. Uh, Penguins are now down 2-0. Tristan Jari was a late scratch, and they're oh, starting shit. Casey DeSmith. Would never have put money on the Penguins if I knew Casey DeSmith was starting. So that hurts me and my feelings quite a bit, but right. also my fantasy team's feelings not feeling so good because I have Tristan Jari. Mm-hmm. I had today to start Tristan Jari, Philip Gustafson, Vitek Vanasek, and Jacob Markstrom. Kind of got to sit on some goalies here with how bad Markstrom has been playing. Oh, right? yeah. So what do I do? I make a last minute move to p- pick up Phoenix Copley. Because I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, well, you know, this this other guy's not playing. I'll drop him. He's not doing so good. That was Philip Gustafson. Mm-hmm. And I got Vitek Vanasek on the bench thinking that he's not playing tonight. He gets a late check mark. Jari loses his check mark. And Phoenix Copley, who I picked up, has already got been scored on. I'm not happy right now, Nick. You got to hit the having... daily face off. Dude, I'm, 
when they have the green check mark on Yahoo, it means they're starting. <laughs> Jari had the green check mark. But they get confirmed on Daily Faceoff before they get confirmed on Yahoo. Well, you know, if you can't get a confirmation from the site that you're playing fantasy on, like, I don't, you know, what am I asking for here? You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. it's, I'm not asking Yahoo to tell me who the referees are in the game. You know, just it's the same thing with a pitcher. You're supposed to mm-hmm. know if your pitcher's going that day or your goalie's going that day. Right. Bums. You bums over at Yahoo. You're killing me. <laughs> All right. Back back to the sheet here. Actually, let's let's pay a, a quick bill. Let's hit, hit a word from the sponsor here. Uh, WinBet is the official online sports book, sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. The NFL playoffs are here. There are great promos, odds, and payouts happening right now at WinBet. And if you're ready to play, you can sign up today and receive a special offer. Bet 100, get 100. This is limited to state availability. And of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get an extra $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. All right, next guy up here, Nick. Also at the top of the charts for plus minus in the league, Ryan Graves. He's a plus 29. Another interesting just ad I don't understand. 25% rostered. Why are people sleeping on this guy? Just because he doesn't score enough or what? Yeah, I think in points leagues, that's it. But categories, he's uh, a unit. He's going to get you that dub in the plus minus column for sure. Get you that extra win. But in terms of, yeah, down the stretch in points leagues, he's he's been on a little tear here as of late, been getting her done. But uh, before that, not a lot going. So I think that's what it is. Hopefully people are starting to catch on because I think his ownership is lower. But overall, New Jersey defensemen as a whole, if you can get on any of them in their top four, are very, very profitable in terms of points for fantasy. Like, I remember I had Jonas Siegenthaler for a while. He was, like, 7% rostered. and He was getting uh, a lot of shots on goal and blocks. And he was getting, like, he wouldn't get any points. But with just on that, he would get seven points a night. Uh, Dougie Hamilton's another one. Might have to go out and trade for him. Graves, like we just mentioned, and Damon Severson. So, yeah, all these guys, especially Ryan Graves with the plus-minus, have a lot of value on this New Jersey decor. They have been really, really good this year, looking to make a run at the postseason. Hopefully they get far because I know you're a big Devils guy. And, uh, yeah, lots of like here with Ryan Graves. But, yeah, I think I would personally grab him. But I think the reason why his roster ship is so low is because it's just now I think he's, like, starting to get a lot more points just recently, at least in the month of January because I think – before that, he didn't have a lot uh, much going on for him in that column for the goals and assists. Right. Yeah, uh, the production's coming up a little bit here. He does have two goals and five assists in his last 10, which doesn't sound like a lot, but you know that, that's a much higher rate for him than he's been clicking at for most of this season. And he's yeah. plus 11 through that last 10 games as well. So, yeah, everything's pointing in a good direction for him. He's a guy that, yeah, you can definitely get on your roster, and I think – you know, as long as there's some steady production there, like, uh, you know, maybe, I don't know, what do you think, a point every three games? Yeah, something like that. Was maintainable. Or you, don't even, you don't even need to get a lot of points, simply just a lot of uh, shots on goal and blocks. And he's had a few games, like he had one mm-hmm. where he had an assist, was a plus three, 
uh, the shot on a goal in seven blocks, had seven points or 17 points. Sorry. Right. He, uh, he doesn't need to score every game, but yeah, he just contributes in those other defensive categories, getting the puck to the net a lot every third game. You know, at least getting over six or seven fantasy points, I think, within every three games or every other game. I think, yeah, then he's someone that's uh, manageable to keep on your fantasy roster. All right, right on. All right, next up we have a couple of line mates again. It's time for the Calgary Flames. We've got Mr. Andrew Mangiapani and Mikhail Backlund. Who would you rather pick up right now? Ooh, that's a tough one. They're both on the third line right now. They both get the same amount of ice time. But if it came down to it, I would probably have to go. Yeah, it's actually it's really tough now that I look at it. There's a lot of uh, good stuff with both of these guys. But I think I would have to go probably Backlund. I think he's going to be more available. Uh, only 16% rostered, while Mangiapani is currently 29% rostered. Backlund's got nine goals, 18 assists for 27 points and a plus 10, while Mangiapani has 10 goals and 15 assists for 25 points and a minus one. So slight edge there. Backlund's got the plus minus. Um, I like his ice time here down the stretch. He's always been very reliable in fantasy. He's just kind of a guy you can add and drop on your team. He's got points in uh, four of his last five games. A lot to like there. And, uh, yeah, definitely got to show some love to Mangiapani, though. I swear, every time I watch the Calgary Flames, I always hear his name. He's always doing something on the ice. And, yeah, he's definitely is worth mentioning as a backup option if Backlund isn't available or the other one isn't available. But, yeah, definitely two uh, really good streaming options here. I'm going to go with Mangiapani. I Backlund has been more reliable across the season, but I think that, you know, I need to go with a, a bit of a hotter hand between the two. Cause I don't really see either of them, you know, lasting out the season on my team and Manja Pani, you know, if there was a guy that was going to be the guy to last it, I think it would be him just because of his scoring efficiency. He's a much better shooter. Like you look at the mm-hmm. two and you see like, Oh, well, Manja Pani's only got one more goal than Backlund. I don't know what it is, but Backlund's getting the puck to the net more than Mangiapani, which is irregular. Like he has right. about, you know, about 50 extra shots, we'll say like 49 extra shots over Mangiapani, but Mangiapani has one more goal. You know what I mean? Like right. his shooting his his shooting percentage is actually like right around 10%. And Backlund's is around like, you know, seven and a half to eight. So and, and I know that's not a huge difference, but overall, you know, like their track record in the in the league, Mangiapani just kind of known for scoring. Uh, he's got three goals, seven and assists in his last 10. He's a plus six. Backlund in his last 10, two goals and six assists, and is a plus four. Again, not very different. I think that both are okay options, but if I'm going to take a shot on either one, I'm going to go with Mangiapani just because I could see him lasting longer on my roster. Like I could mm. see Backlund lasting a day. I could see Mangiapani lasting a week, you know, like, and then that, again, it's not a huge difference. It's only six days, but right. you know, that's, that's where I'm at with it. That's how close it is for me. Mm-hmm. I do like that they are playing on the same line though. Who is their who's their line mate? Um uh, Blake Coleman. Blake Coleman. They I got a weird situation kind of... over there. They got that second line of Kadri, Huberto, and Lucic. Ugh. I know. They do have Lucic up there. Who do they think he is? Tom Wilson? What a year yeah, did, right. what year do they think it is in Calgary? Milan Lucic on the second one. Man, bro. This no. isn't 2013, people. It's yeah. not. No, you're not going to a cup with that lineup, buddy. Like, I like the mm-hmm. idea, like, playing Kadri and, Lu- and Lucic together. Like, mm-hmm. very two tough players to play against. Like, but 
I, I just don't get it. You need to, you need to fill uh, some scoring around Kadri mm-hmm. right now. And Whatever. one thing to, yeah, one thing to point out too with like Mangiapane, he could move up the lineup too because like Dylan Dubé, he's on line one. He was originally a line two, line three guy because yeah, in the line one they've got Dubé, Lynn Holman, Toffoli. So I think Backlund or especially Mangiapane could definitely move up the lineup for sure. But yeah, Daryl Sutter, he's got a plan, I guess. I he guess. he loves that uh, filling him in type of hockey, as you can see with that second line. Is past the was. Was past the doobie who got the game winner last night? Um, I think so. Yeah, I think it was. It was a nice little yeah. timer. Mm-hmm. All right, next guy up here is, is speaking about past the doobie, red hot Calgary Flames, Daniel Vladar. Like man, like my feelings are hurt again. I got Jacob Markstrom sitting on my team, and I got Daniel Vladar just eating up wins and fantasy points and production. I mean, believe me, it hasn't been pretty. Uh, Vladar has allowed three goals, or I'm sorry, more than three goals in three straight starts. But he also has four straight wins. Mm-hmm. So team in front of him has been getting it done. You know, they beat Columbus 4-3. to three. They beat Tampa Bay 6-3. to three. Super impressive there. They beat Dallas 6-5. to five. Also very impressive. That's just running it up. I mean, just mm-hmm. you know, shoot, going to a shootout with everybody. And then he also beat uh, St. Louis as well. I mean, jv team but whatever um some impressive wins some okay wins here what are your thoughts about this situation i mean i i don't think it's hard to say that vladar should be added in fantasy but like what do you think about this split going forward like i know we've brought it up before but like do we really think that markstrom's gonna come back like he's gonna return to form here like Mm. post deadline post Mm -hmm. all-star break like second half (laughs) right well markstrom currently uh, he started 32 games this year, so it's 13, 12, and 5 Ugh. with a 282 and an 895. Ugh. While Ladar is uh started 16 games and is 10, 4, and 4 with a 275 and 904. Ladar, a lot younger. Markstrom's 32, Ladar's 25. He's got more potential to move into uh, a better role, and I think that's what they're trying to do. Splitting the starts here. But yeah, Vladar, I feel like is just a burden for Jacob Markstrom owners like yourself. This guy just comes in, steals the show, if you will. Like he's not playing spectacular, but he's winning hockey games. And that's not something Jacob Markstrom is able to do lately. And I think, yeah, definitely a good option to get him in your lineup for sure, especially with this schedule coming up too. I think Seattle will be a good game for them. I think that'll be a close game. Chicago, they better beat Chicago. They're they're so bad. But then you uh, go on the road against New York, but then go back against Detroit. So it's kind of just uh, knowing your hand here, knowing your roster, and knowing when you can get the goalie in. Because, yeah, there's some good matchups. I like wins against Chicago. I like probably a one-goal game against Seattle. I could even see them taking the Rangers, too. I don't know the Rangers' schedule, but I know uh, their goaltending hasn't been the best this year. So they could easily take that, and I like Detroit. So I like these matchups for them, and I like Vladar probably splitting these starts here because they've got this back-to-back with uh, Chicago on the road, and then they travel to Seattle the next day. So definitely um, I think probably Vladar will start Seattle. Markstrom will get Chicago because um, you had him play the last game against Columbus. So, yeah, a lot to like for uh, Mr. Vladar. Yeah, it's a good situation for him right now, not so much for Markstrom obviously. And yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with you. You're probably going to see, 
Yeah, Chicago and Seattle, I think you'll see Markstrom. I think these guys are going to start going in in games of twos because, in theory, Markstrom is supposed to be good, and Vladar is mm-hmm. right now good. So you just don't want to overextend either one when you have uh, right. you know that much skill available. Mm-hmm. All right, next up we've got uh, Jack Roslovich and Boone Jenner. Not line mates, but teammates, both Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, between the two, who would you rather take? Um, looking at their numbers right now, probably would have to go. Hmm, this sucks. This hockey team's terrible. I I like Jack Roslovich uh, over uh, between the two. I shouldn't say yeah. that I just like like him in general. Mm. <laughs> between the two options, I like Roslovich playing in the top line with Liney and Goudreau. If something's gonna happen, if there's gonna be a big night, and you're taking a shot on one of these guys. I, mm. I just got to go with the guy that's going to play in the middle of the top two scorers on the team. Yeah, and he moves the puck really well. And like you said, he's playing with Goudreau in line A um, on the first power play with uh, Jenner, actually, and Goudreau. So, yeah, I could I could get with that for sure. But this Columbus team, they're uh, really sitting pretty in that Bedard sweepstakes here. Imagine Shut up. You- Don't say that. I'm knocking on wood right now. I will also knock on wood. You just but, knocked on my wood. You can't do that. You can't just knock and knock endlessly. People are just but, knocking on doors all day. But I can I could see this team being a lot better. You get that a guy like that in there and you plug him in with Goudreau and Line because right. Roslovic, he does get a lot of assists, but his goal scoring as a whole just really isn't there. Four no, goals, twenty two assists on the campaign. He does not get the puck to the net whatsoever. But again, yeah. If I'm going to be in a bad situation, no matter what, because mm-hmm. there's no player that you can just say like, oh, yeah, I'm starting this guy from Columbus on my fantasy team and be like, I get a positive reaction from someone like, oh, really? That's great. You are like, that's fantastic. Boom, Maybe Jenner. Johnny Hockey. Johnny no, Hockey goes no, on his runs. No, no. Johnny hey, Hockey got, is a disappointment. He got two apples last night. Maybe uh, the coaching over at Pitter Patter Panini Fantasy Hockey just wasn't it. That's some bullshit. That's not true. <laughs> I, you know what? Speaking of the coaching, I would have dropped him sooner had Yahoo let me. Like they just would not allow me whatsoever to drop him for the longest mm-hmm. time. And then one day I was like, "Oh, I'm picking up this guy," and I saw I could do it. I saw the little, you know, the caution mm-hmm. sign was gone. I was like, "Praise Jesus! What is mm-hmm. this? Goodbye. You can have him. Eat him up, buddy." Eat well, him yeah. Up. For the, the longest time, you wanted to move him and Patrick Kane in some sort of package deal, and you were offering me some some crazy deals. Well, hey, all I can say is is that Johnny Goudreau has not lived up to his ADP this year. So y'all yeah, can no. have him. You can have him for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, main reason why I brought these two up, the scheduling. So Edmonton, Vancouver, Seattle, Washington. Goals, goals, goals should be available in these mm-hmm. next four games, specifically through this weekend. Edmonton, Vancouver, and Seattle. The 31st go through? 31st is is uh is, ne- is next Tuesday. So, yeah, yeah, the next three games run through this weekend. They're on the road. Mm-hmm. I imagine Columbus is probably going to lose all three of those games mm-hmm. and putting them in better situation for goddamn mm-hmm. Bedard. Um, and there's going to be lots of goals scored. So, mm-hmm. Boone Jenner, I also not having a good season, but he scored goals in back-to-back games. If there was someone that I would bet to score a goal in that next one against Edmonton, definitely Boone Jenner. But, again, these mm-hmm. are not, um, you know, confirmations of long-term ownership <laughs> right not sure why i couldn't get that out uh last guy up here and we are going to head out is mr sam ma uh 
Canadians getting it done randomly somehow without uh, Nick Suzuki now. Or, I'm sorry, was it Cole Caulfield? Yeah, Cole Caulfield. He's out for the year. He's had, That's like, some shoulder injury. Yeah. But Sam Montebo, man, he's got, what, four wins out of his last six games? Mm-hmm. What's that all and, about? Yeah, and it's crazy, too. I'm just looking at their uh, injury sheet. Like, this year they've had Monaghan on IR, Drew Ann on IR, Jake Evans on IR, Caden Gooley on IR, Slepkowski on IR, Armia on IR, Brendan Gallagher on IR. And now Cole Caulfield is out for the rest of the year. But this team's finding a way to get it done. And, uh, yeah, Samuel Montembeau, he's been the guy as of late. Uh, like you said, he's been winning a lot of hockey games. And, yeah, he's got the volume of starts and only 18% rostered. Definitely a good streaming option here. Got a couple matchups here that I am a fan of. I uh, like uh, Ottawa on the 28th and the 31st. I like the Islanders February 11th. But, yeah, they go in right into the all-star break here coming up. So, yeah, from the 31st to 11th, there is no games in that span. So you just got to kind of play your cards right, decide which matchups are best here. I personally, for him, don't like the Boston matchup. I don't like any team against Boston. I only oh. like Boston. Guess what's happening right now in that game? What's happening? Absolutely nothing. Montreal just, just clogging up the middle. 0-0. Zero, zero. There's about mm. four minutes left in the first. Listen to this. Both teams have six shots on net. Six. Oh, my God. Like, Canadians, man, they're stepping it up. Sam Montebo pitching a mm. shot. I mean, it's early. He's only mm. about a period. They'd be better right. not. I took – yeah, I got the Bruins at minus, uh, like, 315 at the wee hours of the morning. Dude, I'm not happy about it. I'm telling you right now. I got I got Boston, mm. too, and they're not mm. showing up, and I'm not happy about it. You want to talk about taking the coaching? My God. Yeah, like it. Talk to someone to call up David Krejci or something, tell him to get something going. Our guys over here, Connor Clifton, Krejci, Zaka, where are they at? Uh, well, none of them have a shot on net. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> oh, no, Zaka. Zaka. Mm-hmm. He's got a shot. He's got an SOG. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, that's Pittsburgh, cool. they, they actually tied it up. And uh, L.A. tied it up, too, but they also let in another one. So that one's mm-hmm. 2-2, and Florida Penguins also tater two. Mm-hmm. So good stuff. Yeah. I mean, Sam Montebo, is, he's doing good things. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm never going to say that any one player for the Canadians, similar to the Blue Jackets, is going to be a lock stock hold for any period mm-hmm. of time. But Montebo's on a run. Get on it if you still can. He's 18% rostered, like I said. Should be an easy pickup. If you need a goalie, uh, yeah, I don't love him tonight against Boston. But, yeah, like you mentioned, Detroit, back-to-back with Ottawa. Mm-hmm. A, lot of, a lot of opportunity there. And the way this team's playing – Play they play like this, uh, like they are against Boston right now, up against the Islanders, they'll beat them too. So, mm, yeah, lots of love here for uh, Monty B over here. Yeah, I know that's a long break, so I mean, if, if that's mm. the case, if you got to let him go because of that, but whatevs. All right, that is all that we have for today. Nick, do you have anything else to share before we head out? Yeah, check me out on Twitter, face off with OZ, talk about the NHL, fantasy hockey, whatnot, everything over there, as well as ONU Tigers hockey on Twitter. Um, following me and what I'm doing in the college hockey world. We've got Wheaton College this weekend. They're not a good team, but they've got a crazy barn from what I gather. Their fans really get into it. And so looking forward to that. And Are the fans uh, yeah. crazy or is it the barn that's crazy? So we're playing at Carroll Stream, and it's a really weird barn because you, you the locker rooms are like, you got to go like down these stairs and then, through like a weird hallway to get to the locker rooms. And then 
the glass is like super short and a lot of the, a lot of these kids supposedly will like be hanging over the glass while the game is going on all right mm-hmm. pucks on glass make yeah, sure pucks that when on you clear glass. the zone pucks on glass glass and out boys <laughs> don't hit anyone in the head that will not be that would be not not be cool <laughs> People yeah, no. will jump over the glass and come after you. And probably fall in the process. But if they do, don't drop your stick because it's yeah. so dumb. Never drop it's your so, stick. It's so dumb. You could literally use your stick as a weapon. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. All right. You can find me on Twitter at SGPNJB. Take care. Be well. Be good. And if you can't be good, be good at it. We'll see you.